she said something and I'll read it to you that that really resonated with. She said, um, I, she said, quote, I keep thinking about all it took to get here, you know, doubting myself, going back and forth with what I want, being scared to waste my time and look stupid in case none of it worked out. And then I realized it was all in my head. You know, no one was doubting me except for me. Close quote. And that hit home like we've all been there. I don't care yeah. how confident you are. You can be doing a lot of stuff. You can be in relationships. You can be running with people. And you're like, is it worth my time? You know, yeah. am I going to look crazy? Am I look scoop, stupid? Am I look goofy, you know, doing this? Is this person going to play me? You know, you can get played in a relationship. You can get played in business. Yep. So that resonated with me. And it, it kind of, like you said, everything kind of came together and made, it all made sense. So I love the ending. I'm going to watch it again. I, I may do like you. I, I may just go back and watch all of the seasons again because I yeah. really, really love this show. Welcome back. Thank you for checking out this episode of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On October 9th, 2016, the first episode of Insecure debuted and viewers everywhere, especially black ones, Exhale. At last, we had a show just about living. There were no intricate drug cartels <laughs> or plantation-based drama. Instead, we were immersed in a relatable, hilarious, and extremely well-written and well-shot show about the lives of young black adults trying to find their way. On this podcast, we're going to talk about Insecure, and I won't be doing it alone. My podcast family, my girl Maya, will be in the building to join me. And we're going to talk about everything from our thoughts on the show, some of our favorite characters, how the show actually ended, black women, life, friendships, all of that and more. So after the break, what you will hear, maybe we're all insecure. From the 12 Kyle podcast. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. And... <laughs> We have a special, special podcast this week. Um, on this one, we're actually going to go a little bit back. We're going to talk a little TV. Uh, and I won't be doing this podcast alone. I am, I will be joined by, uh, I got some podcast family in the building. Uh, she is no stranger to the show. Great friend of the show. One half of the We Did That Shit podcast, my girl, Maya. Maya, welcome. You're in the building. What's up? Hey, Kyle. You know how I always say when I'm on your show, Mama I made it. <laughs> when I make it here, it's like I made it. <laughs> oh no, you you family, so you good, you good. How's everything? Everything is everything. Everything good, is everything. Good, I can't good. complain. So if you guys been following the podcast, you know Maya's been on here. She was on here before with uh, her cousin, the other half of the We Did That Shit podcast, Babi. Shout out to Babi. She didn't make this one, but she'll be on the next one. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got you on here. We're going to talk about the hit show Insecure. Um, if you've been hiding under a rock, uh, you know the Insecure uh, just recently 
wrapped up its fifth and final series uh, season of the series. Um, and it was a roller coaster ride to say the least. This series debuted October 9th, 2016, and ended uh, December 26th, uh, 2021. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, I'm just going to give you a brief synopsis of what Insecure was in case you don't know what Insecure is. Uh, Insecure was described as a modern day black woman, um, or women, if you will. Uh, and when you think about black women, sometimes they can be described as strong and confident. But when you think about Issa and her best friend, Molly, uh, they're really the opposite. Uh, this show is really about these two best friends and how they deal with their own real life flaws, their insecurities, um, and how everything kind of comes together. The show obviously was created by superstar Issa D and uh, excuse me, Issa Ray. I want to call her Issa D. <laughs> her name was Issa D on the show. Issa Ray and uh, Larry Whitmore. Uh, the series is a comedy series and looks at, you know, friendships, the basically the friendship of these two black women and then the people surrounding them uh, in a very unique and authentic way. Um, it also introduces music and we'll talk about this a little later. Uh, the music and artists uh, of color, both popular as well as independent artists, and also deals with social and racial issues um, that kind of describe the Black experience, if you will. So with that being said, uh, I, I had to have Maya on here because I, I really couldn't have done this podcast by myself. I know Maya watches Insecure just like I did. Mm -hmm. um, I And it would be great. I felt like it would be great, one, because Maya is very knowledgeable, but two, I can't tell you about the woman experience. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure that Maya is going to drop a lot of science or hear about what, you know, things, things that happen in the show uh, that, you know, she could definitely relate to or, you know, speak to. Um, so let's start at the beginning, Maya. Again, I said it debuted uh, October 9th, 2016. Mm -hmm. um, when Insecure came out, how did you discover it? Did you was it out already when you started watching it or did a friend tell you about it? Um, how did, how did, how did you come to Insecure? Well, I came to Insecure because I used to watch Issa Rae doing the YouTube um, Awkward Black Girl. Okay. And I like, I'm on YouTube all the time, just watching whatever, you know, YouTube is like a rabbit hole. You watch one thing, it is on something else. <laughs> and and that was kind of how I discovered Issa, even the awkward black girl, because I was watching somebody do commentary on like a show. And, you know, like on the side, they have the videos. And I was like, oh, well, let me see what this is, because it was like a black series. So I was like, let me see what it is. And I started watching that. And it was so funny. Not that I could relate to her being awkward because mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm awkward, but it was funny just to even see her navigate through her awkwardness. So that was how I found her. And then, you know, through that, it was like, oh, I'm coming out with this show on HBO. And I watch all the shows on HBO because mm -hmm. they always have a hit on their hands. Yes. So and then just knowing that she created um, Awkward Black Girl, wrote it and produced it, directed all that kind of good stuff. So it was like, well, let me see what she's hitting for. Okay, that's what's up. That You know, that is funny because I was the total opposite. I had never seen Issa Rae before or never even heard of her before that, uh, before the show came out. 
Um, I I think much like you, I think I'd seen a clip or two Mm -hmm. um, of Awkward Black Girl, but I didn't know what it was. And so I never, but like you said, on YouTube, it's it's a rabbit hole. You start watching one video, you watch 10, you know, next thing you know, two hours later, you're you're still sitting in the same spot, not even looking at what you came to YouTube to watch. Right. (laughs) So I remember how I came to Insecure. I was um, I was driving downtown in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and I can't I was parked at this light and I looked up and it was this billboard. And it was just a picture of Issa Rae, the, I guess the original uh, picture of her, her head is kind of crooked and, and it just says insecure. Mm-hmm. And um, it says, you know, debuts uh, Sunday night or whatever the date was um, uh, in October, whatever. And it, and that's all it said. Mm-hmm. And it didn't say starring Issa Rae or it didn't say anything. And I, the thing that caught me was just Issa. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, I, cause where I was, kind of inconspicuous place to be to have a billboard that size and i mean it's a huge bi- billboard around right. town i was like wow i was like okay and it was a black woman and she was pretty and i was like okay this is kind of weird mm-hmm. i was like okay now i just kind of made a mention of, okay insecure and, and i don't and you know me i y'all have heard me talk about it i don't watch a lot of tv like that yeah so um if it's a black show i'm probably watching as long as it's not ratchet you know uh, I, you know, I can't get with the housewives and all that other stuff. I mean, no, not to... <laughs> I know. I see your tweets. I know you do. <laughs> I see your tweets every Monday morning. Um, talking about what Nene did. <laughs> so, so, uh, so anyway, long story short, like later that day, I kind of made a mental note of myself. Like, okay, you know, if, you know, check that thing out on HBO. Much like you, I'm a fan of the HBO shows, you know, all the way back to the wire Sopranos, yeah. uh, Entourage. Those are some of my favorite shows. Curb Your Enthusiasm is one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. So anyway, long story short, I get home and I just kind of make a mental note. And then that Sunday, it was it was that Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon. And I kind of was like, I was like, man, I'm supposed to be doing something today. And I was like, oh, you're supposed to be watching that show. And I, can't, I there was a football game on, so I flipped from the football game, okay. which is I, something I rarely do. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me see what this thing is about. And so I watched the first episode and. I was hooked. Yeah, it catches you right from the beginning. It does yeah. because the first episode deals with it's Issa's birthday. Mm-hmm. She's living with her live-in boyfriend, Lawrence, and he's somewhat of a um bum. <laughs> I can't call him a bum, but he, he, he was in tra- he was just in a hard space. <laughs> he was in transition. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, and so what we used to call him uh B-U-M brothers under management. Um <laughs> So, so that, and then she got a DM from her, uh, on Facebook from her, I, mean, I don't even know if it was an ex, it was a guy he she used to her ex. He okay. was her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daniel. And it kind of went from there. Daniel wished her a happy birthday. And, you know, people always laugh about those Facebook DMs and how they start a whole bunch of, uh, drama and trouble. Mm-hmm. And from that first episode, I got hooked. And I didn't know anything about the show, didn't know anything about Issa Rae, didn't know anything about Molly or any. And I just, one of the things that jumped out to me was these are these young black people and they kind of look like us, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they're not superficial or phony. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this, and again, I, I knew nothing about the show and I was hooked from like day one. And mm-hmm. so I just from that point on, I was, it was something that I was watching every Sunday without fail. Right. Um, the next question I have for you, uh, what did you love about the show? If you could, even if it's a bunch of things, just some things that you loved about the show. 
Well, of course, I love that it showcased us as Black people. And it, I, even though I'm older than the, you know, characters mm -hmm. by just a little bit, um, <laughs> <laughs> I liked lightly. That, yeah, I like that it showed what you do go through in your 20s, especially in your late 20s, transitioning into that new part of your life which is your 30s, where you feel like you should have it all together, but you don't, you still like kind of learning yourself and um, like the show said, insecure about a lot of things that's going on. I like the character development, of course. It was like, okay, from where you started to where you are now. Right. I also like that the, the emotion that the show gave you because it really brought out a lot of emotion in people. And I'm sure that we'll talk about this. Mm. It was like, you hated the people, then you loved them. And then it was like, girl, I'm rooting for you. But Emma, you know, you was mad at the men. It, it, it provoked the, the man versus women thing, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I just loved it. I love the fashions in the show. I really love that it showcased um, like music, even like the whole part of L.A. It made you feel like you was from L.A., even right. though you may have never even been to LA. So I like that she really honed in on that part of it. Um, so, I mean, it was just like so many things to love about the show. I liked it. Even though it was a comedy, it had a little bit of drama into it. Mm -hmm. And I like that, you know, it wasn't like we were laughing at these people. Like we were really looking at these people like, girl, I know exactly what you're going through. You know, because every week I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're going through. <laughs> um, so I really love that part about it too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you a thousand percent. I think um, one, I love the way that it was shot. Mm -hmm. Um, just from a technical standpoint, and I'm not any, I'm not a movie director or anything like that. But it's 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 shot so beautifully, and mm -hmm. especially as the years went on, you saw a lot of scenes where there was a lot of color contrast, and yeah. that goes back to the fashion that you mentioned. Um, and it's funny because like it probably I probably had gotten to season three before I really started kind of paying attention to the fashion. But mm -hmm. like when you go back and look at some of those stuff, like even I mean, well, Easter didn't really have the money, at first, yeah. <laughs> but Molly had some fly shit. Yes, on, right. She, she was like and I mean, she had a great job or whatever like that. But um, I love that. I love the fact that, you know, it was like you said, it was authentically us. It was mm -hmm. black. Um I love the fact that they added in the technology aspect of texting. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw the text messages running across the screen. And I mean, like that was very, and at that point in time, I, I'm willing to say that I don't really recall any other shows at that time that was doing that, that made mm -hmm. it more, look more realistic. Right. Um, you got a chance to see what the characters were feeling, what they were saying, uh, much like you said, the character development. Um, I loved how they shot it in LA. Mm -hmm. Um, I mentioned this uh, on, I think on another podcast, like every episode I watched, I was like, damn, I might need to move to LA. Yeah. <laughs> I like you have said that on your show. Like if you could live somewhere else, you would live in California. Yeah. It is, is nice. I, but it's so expensive. expensive. It exactly. is. so. I mean, like, you know, if I moved out there now, I probably have to like leave like two of the kids here. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, y'all just stay over here in this corner right here. We, right. I'm going to LA, but um, I, I've been out there the last two years and um, I always have a great time out there, but it was just like so beautiful and just seeing the shots. But it, no, I, I, I kid you not, my every time, every episode, the idea 
crossed my mind. And then when I saw that series finale, I was like, damn, you know, it might not be, might not be, you know, I might be able to, might, you know, I need some more money. Oh, but if I, if, if I can, if I can get to this, like, like, lifestyle would change. That's what that no, lifestyle would change. Huge. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I'm older now. The kids are older. And, mm-hmm. and more importantly, you know, our family's here. So, and my, uh, my wife's family's here. And then um, my family is in South Carolina. So it's only four hours away. So realistically, I ain't moving nowhere, but right. I wanted to. Right. So um, <laughs> I just, I loved everything. I loved the language of the show. Um, they kept the conversations fresh, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, like, I'll give you an example. Like, I was never really fond of prior to this show. I know that some women, not all women, some women speak to each other and using the word bitch, right? That's not a word that I grew up using. That's not a word like I heard my mom use unless she was in traffic and she was mad at somebody, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, or she was ready to fight somebody somewhere. Right. But, and, and, and the women that I grew up around really didn't use it. So it was, so I'm not going to say it was foreign to me because I, of course I heard women say that, but in this show it's used such as a term of endemic but it's not overused yeah and i think that was one of the things that was impressive as well is just the language and how everybody kind of correlated you know their experiences and everything like that um i love the characters and we'll get into that in just a few mm. i love the characters i loved um i i, I loved everything about the show there, yeah, there's very good. little about the show that i disliked yeah. um you mentioned music. I love the music of the show. I love the overall vibe. It was definitely a vibe. Um, each, you know, Sunday night that we sat down and watched TV. Um, so I, I got into it. Well, I don't, I'm not gonna say I got into it, but I remember having a discussion maybe about two years ago mm-hmm. with another guy on Twitter and you know how that can go. Uh-huh. And he said that insecure to him, wasn't realistic now i wasn't about to get into an argument with him over twitter because you know how that can go Mm -hmm. but how realistic do you think it was because i i have my own opinion about it but he was just like he's like i don't think this is realistic how how realistic do you think the show was from a woman's standpoint it is 100 realistic it was not one thing in that show that is unrealistic especially speaking from a single woman's perspective Mm -hmm. from the single woman's perspective which i am from the beginning when they were talking about the online dating mm. and all of the, can I cuss? Yeah. And all of the bullshit that you have to go through. Cause I mean, you know, right. I'm, I'm on the show. I want to make sure I come back. Um, oh, you, you know, you, you, can you know, you all the say. bullshit that you have to filter through with men out here. Um, you know, all of that stuff that Molly went through with dating. Now Molly was a, she will talk about her. She was her own unique person. Yes. But I know so many women like Molly, you mm-hmm. know, um, but just the experience that she had to go through filtering through all of the toads to get to the prince, right? Yes. Yes. Um, at the end. And the way that you talk to your girlfriends, the vibe that the four girls had, you definitely, I 100% talk to my girlfriends and be like, bitch, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> um and yeah, it's a term of endearment. You don't right. use it, you know, all the time, but mm-hmm. you definitely use it. And when you use it, it's like, you know, you made it too, because you my right. bitch. Right. So, I mean, it's a thing. So I don't even think anything in the show was unrealistic. Just even with Issa and Lawrence's relationship, the way that Issa 
got with another man and Lawrence was still pining for her and she was still pining for him, the baby situation. Like I, I'm trying to think of what old boy thought was unrealistic about the show because it was 100% real life. And I'm, I'm in my forties and yes, I can relate to the show a hundred percent, all of the things that have happened throughout the season and they were in their late twenties and mm -hmm. early thirties. Yeah. I went through that in my late twenties, early thirties and still going through it. <laughs> the men in my forties. So, yes, it was realistic to me. The I, career paths that they went through, I mean, just like everything about the show was realistic. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get that at all, that it was unrealistic. You know, Maya, I, I think, I don't think he got it, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's okay because some people don't get it. Right. Or maybe he had an agenda and he was just, because I think, I want to say he made that statement. It was like on a Monday morning where everybody was talking about whatever happened the night before. Mm -hmm. and on Twitter. And, um, but I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I think it's very realistic. I think one of the things that stood out to me was just the aspect of, like you said, you had these women who were in their late twenties, early thirties. And that was key to me because when I was in my late twenties, early thirties, I, and I'm obviously I'm not a woman, the women that I knew, I, I'm not going to say I didn't know women going through that. Maybe I did, but we, we weren't really on that level to where they yeah, would be communicating. Yeah. yeah, where we'd be talking about because even mm -hmm. like my friends from college, you know, we were still cool and we still kick it. We still kick it to this day. But whatever they were going through in our early 30s, I didn't know about. You know, mm -hmm. I knew that, you know, you know, some get married, some have kids, some move on, some, you know, take careers, take off, whatever the case may be. But so that was one of the things that was appealing to me, because I think the show showed me as a man mm -hmm. what black women go through. And it's not you know, we're not a monolith. We have different experiences and 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 come from different places in the world, and we all kind of want the, some of the same things. Mm -hmm. And I think just being a man, I could appreciate that because that show opened my eyes up to so much that I don't think I would have seen had it been, you know, if it was if it was a man-run show, if you will. Right. I don't think it would have been. I don't think the story would have been told the same. I, I think that guy just really kind of didn't get it. Or maybe he was just on an agenda where he just wanted to say something to be a contrarian or whatever the case may be. But um, no, I, I think the show is very realistic. I think it's it's very realistic to the point where we see a lot of ourselves and a lot of stuff that happened. Like you said, I I couldn't speak to they speak to the thirty year old you know single black woman, but watching the show, I had a deeper appreciation for what they went through. You know, because again, the the women that I knew at 30, 31, you know, were they going through this kind of stuff? Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. I, I they just... were, honey. They were. <laughs> and even, even they were, but even the male perspective, and I mean, I, you can speak to that because you mm -hmm. are a man, but even the male perspective of like, let's just even take in the beginning when, you know, like the first episode or the second episode when Issa and Lawrence was going through, when, mm -hmm. when Issa kind of walked out on Lawrence and he called his boy and he was like trying to kind of try to express his feelings. And his boy was like, yeah, man, you're going to be all right. Let me get back to this game. You know, even with that, like yeah. I'm sure as a man, you have experienced that with, you know, you trying to be open with your, with your, with your friend. And he like, yeah, I mean, what is this? Soap opera stuff. I'm going <laughs> to talk about this and let me go back right. to the game, you know? So, even and even with Lawrence transitioning into who he became, mm -hmm. you know, him going through that bum stage, if you will. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure every man has even went through that and Thanks. dealing with a woman, you know, 
trying to get her to understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh-uh, you know? So, yeah. I mean, again, I don't see what was unrealistic about the show. It was very yeah. realistic. It was very realistic. And you, you touched on a great point. Like, Lawrence, I'll use uh, Lawrence and his friends, you know, Derek and Chad. Chad was a great example. Mm-hmm. Every guy I know has a Chad in their life. I have a Chad in my life, and I'm married. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I have a Chad in my life. And you have to you have to kind of take your chads with a grain of salt because not everybody and Chad means well, Chad meant, he meant, he meant as much to Lawrence as Molly meant to Issa. Yes. But the difference is, is that, you know, and you saw this play out over a period of time, you can't really take Chad that serious or you have to kind of take him with a grain of salt. And, you know, there was a point in time where Molly was that to Issa. And then obviously they became closer as, as you know, time went on or whatever like that. And they went through their ups and downs as well. Mm -hmm. But, um, but no, that, that part is very realistic. The, the friendships. And I think overall you get beyond the gender part of it. Mm -hmm. And at the core, it's about friend. And we'll talk about it later. It's about friendships, love and relationships. And that, escapes all genders it's just because that's the bare bones of what this show was about right um so as far as the characters uh (laughs) do you see yourself in any characters uh if so which characters and what do you see in them this is this is going to pain me to say Uh oh this Uh is definitely going to pain me to say but if I had to say that I could relate to one character more than the next mm-hmm. for myself, it would be Molly. Really? Even though. Wait, are you wait, of, wait, are you talking like early Molly or mid, or like season three, four Molly? Or are you talking, talking about, about probably like, I'm just talking about the navigating through okay. the, the, the men part of Molly. Now it's mm-hmm. a twofold to that because mm-hmm. Molly was thirsty. In the sense, like, she just wanted some, I, you yes. know, I don't even want to call her thirsty. She just was like, she wanted to be in a relationship, you know? Yes. And I'm not like that. Like, so, you know, three dates. I'm like, so what's up with us? Like, we together? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm far from that. Yeah, that, you know, ain't, I'm, you. I'm so that ain't you at all. However, her just, you know, like, kind of filtering through the men, like, um, thinking, you know, like I found somebody, he cool, we vibing, it's it's all whatever. And then it's like, no, nah, it's nothing. Now, this, I don't want to say it, but I mean, I'll say it. I'm don't probably it. usually the one that's like deuces. However, <laughs> I related to what she was going through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I That part of her, I related. Her anal self, I kind of related to that a little bit too, just because she wanted to be in control. Her biggest thing throughout the theme of the show was that she wanted to control all situations. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that a lot too. And you know, things are out of your control. But and I, when I watch the show, I'm like, damn, I, I feel you because I want to be in control of things too. Not in relationships or mm-hmm. anything like that, but just like in controlling your life. You know, right. she wanted to be contro- in control of how her career was going to go. She ultimately wanted to be control of um, how her relationship was going to go, what she thought it was going to be. Like, you know, she had a thought of her life. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to get this man. I'm going to have this dog. I'm going to get this house. You know, she had a she had a thought of how her life would be. And when it was not turning out that way, then it was like, 
oh my goodness, mm -hmm. what do I do? Um, so she was the person that I could relate to the most. Issa, like I said, I'm not that awkward person that is like, Issa, you know, really had a lot of insecurities. I, I don't feel that I have. Um, Kelly was the comic relief. Um, hilarious, you know, like I'm funny. To, within my friend circle too so i guess i could relate to her and tiffany i i mean you know i couldn't relate to her at all but um yeah and that pains me to say because i'm gonna tell you every week i was like molly is getting on my damn nerves but again i could see myself mm -hmm. in her the most mm -hmm. i i i i you know i get that i get that and and i i understand that perspective because molly um, I, I, she had some characteristics, like it was, I can't remember what season it was. Was it, it might've been season four with her, her, um, relationship with Andrew. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned something about, you know, like being afraid to kind of go in because she felt like, you know, once she goes in, she'll sabotage it. Cause mm -hmm. like the previous relationships hadn't worked. I could relate to that because at one point in the time of my life, I was the same way. Like I couldn't the deeper the commitment got, the scarier I got. I was like, oh, well, this yeah. is going on too long, you know, so yeah. <laughs> something about to yeah. fall out of the sky, something, something's right. about to happen, you know, so, um, it was I a sabotaging thing. It is. Know? And it we is. don't realize that, I don't mean to cut you off, but we no. don't realize that we do that, you know, a lot of times we self-sabotage and we, we have, you just really don't think of it until after the fact. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, damn, I could have did this different. I could have did that different. And that's what it is. It's a self-sabotage. And it's almost like a, um, I, you know, like nowadays mental health is all the rage, right? right, right. So you, you're, you're digging more into your mental health. It's like, um, what I guess therapists would say, like, you don't feel that you deserve, um, you know, it's a small party that don't feel like you deserve whatever mm -hmm. it is that, the world is trying to give you right? right um and so i think a lot of that was with molly as well she just was very self-sabotaging but i again in knowing me and seeing <laughs> me in her it's a control thing mm -hmm. that's all and that, and that makes sense I, I think with with molly and and like i said with me i would see in her just the idea of and, and you saw that in Issa, and I, I think that's an insecurity. I think that all of us have to some degree where, especially nowadays, when you think about social media, um, society tells you that, you know, you're 30, you should be, you know, finished college or you should have a husband or you should have 2.2 kids, a house, mm -hmm. a dog and all of this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somebody said it and it's, you know, I can't remember who said it, but it's worth repeating. You know, social media accentuates the highlights. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So you ain't gonna catch me on my worst day posting on IG because your worst day is not your highlight. You know, it's, right. it's when you get the new promotion or when you go out to dinner and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think, you know, they kind of, both Molly and Issa felt, you know, they kind of succumbed to that where, you know, they were worried so much about, you know, am I where I should be? Mm -hmm. And and that's understandable because Issa had like this dead end job and then she, well, I don't want to say it was a dead end job, but she was, you know, she was at <laughs> we got y'all. Yeah. And she uh, you know, she's the black face in this nonprofit, you know, and everybody's looking at her like for the black issues and all of this stuff like that. And she's trying to get a promotion. 
And then she stopped doing that. She drove Uber for a while. She was mm-hmm. you know, on somebody's couch. She was on Daniel's couch at one point. You know, it took her a lot. The, the, the glow up just didn't happen. Yes. You know, it took her to, you know, creating the block um, and throwing a block party and the success of that for her to really find her passion. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us are like that to some degree where, you know, you can do something and and you can go to school or go to get a trade or whatever like that and be doing it for years. And then you realize like, am I doing what I want to do? Right. You know, am I doing what I want to do? And am I doing what I need to do? Most Mm -hmm. of us are probably doing what we need to do, Mm -hmm. you know? And, but if you could do what you wanted to do, what would that be? What what would that look like? What it would feel like? And then are you worried so much about, you know, the outside influences? Um, I think one of the things that stood out to me also was that even as Issa struggled, her team of friends in Molly, I mean, well, Tiffany always had something funny and smart to say, but mm-hmm. my, Molly and and Kelly always supported her. Yeah. And, and you Tiffany know, like supported her in her own, mm-hmm. in her Tiffany. In her, yeah, in her way. You know, because, Tiffany was one of them people like, I, you have to accept people for where they are and who right. they are to you in your life. You can't put your expectations of who you mm-hmm. are on somebody else. Tiffany is that person. I don't expect you to be anybody but who you are. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and then they all of them went to school together. They went to Stanford, which is I, I don't think I caught that like at the beginning of the uh, show. Um, I think, you know, probably wasn't until season three that I realized that they all had gone to college together. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, I think even at Issa's down moment, she still had a team of friends that were bigging her up. And, you know, even Kelly in her silliness and funniness still had, you know, love for her and still was, you know, going to make her um, make her feel good about whatever situation was. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as the characters, who were your favorite characters and why? Um, well, I would say Kelly obvious for the obvious reason right i mean who could say that kelly wasn't their favorite character (laughs) because she truly was the comic relief i mean her Mm -hmm. one-liners you know were unforgettable and um she was just like that crazy friend that because i have friends like that that i have one friend in particular that i'm thinking of that's just like I mean, she could be a damn stand-up comedian. That's how funny she is. Wow. Every time I'm around her, we are laughing our asses off. However, even in that jokiness of who she is, you always get comfort from Mm -hmm. her, right? Um, So she was my favorite. And then Issa. Issa was one of my favorite characters too, even though she got on my damn nerves. (laughs) Like She had a lot of moments where she got on my last nerve. But she was who she was. Mm. One thing I liked about the show was those characters were true to who they were. Lisa was a screw up, kind of, sort of. She was true to that. Because even Mm. in her glow up, she was still like, just like a little screw up when, when, you know, (laughs) she was who she was. Um, So she was one of my favorite too. And then I liked, even though a lot of people didn't like him, but I liked Lawrence. I always was rooting for Lawrence. Okay, always. okay. I liked him. I okay. Mean, and yeah, I liked him. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, one for me, Kelly. Um, Kelly was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, you know I eat out a lot. Oh, girl. Lids? I like my caps fitted. That is just... Radio Shack ain't even a store no more. Rite Aid. 
You buying groceries at Rite Aid? I buy panties there, too. Well, if it would make you feel better, then you could throw them a few extra bucks. Oh, yeah. You're not charging me this stuff. I'm sorry, what? You're not charging me this stuff. You not? You can't keep buying it. What? Kelly? No. Not even a little bit. Touch it. Suck it. Fuck it. Just wake up at his email? No, Kelly. Okay, you cooking? Cleaning. Detailing niggas' car. Damn, you getting over. I mean, if Daniel let you stay a little longer, you should just to save money. Don't look a gift horse in a dick. That's not a thing. It is. My grandmother said it to me. Which one is Andrew? Is he the black one or the Asian one? The Asian one. Good, because I've been fucking the black one. A lot. But I know I want to end up with a black man, so what is the point? The point is you are single. You are very singular. You are so single, a tumbleweed just rolled out your pussy. So why can't I be orthodox black? Because that's not a religion. Uh, speak for yourself. That's my religion. Kelly, shut up. You don't even go to church. I go on important days, like when I come back from Miami. The Lord knows I get turned. Molly. Yeah, we should get to this hour early tomorrow to help Tiffany set up and shit. Uh, you're right. Kelly, you find anything good in that Gladys Knight cookbook yet? What do y'all think of these? Do these cupcakes say, congratulations on your light-skinned baby? Right? Because it's all light. Every layer is light, but then they're little chocolate bits to remind them. You still a nigga. Makes sense. Like, I can see it. I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say. She was just she had some of the funniest scenes that you would ever want to see. Um, she kept me in stitches. Mm. Always. She kept me in stitches. Her like you said, her one liners were uh incredible. Um I loved uh I loved I loved Issa. I loved Issa like from the beginning. And again, I think part of it was because I didn't I didn't know anything about her. Mm -hmm. And then I remember like in the first episode, she smiled and I was like, oh shit. Cause like she has a really pretty yeah, smile. Does. And I was like, she's got a pretty smile. And you know, like the thing that also stood out to me, especially like in the first couple of episodes, you see these dark faces. Mm -hmm. They're black people, but then you see these dark, and you don't, you didn't really see a lot of that in Hollywood and especially not on a, um, you know, a, a TV show. And, you know, there are no white, well, I mean, uh, what was name? Frida? There was one white character, but you know, oh. there wasn't, you know, there was not a, a token white friend or anything yes, like that. Which I loved. Me too. Mm -hmm. um, and that's no disrespect to white people, but <laughs> this is our show. You know what I'm saying? And so to see these black faces on the screen, I think that stood out to me. Um, and everybody looked good. You know, I, now, yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know how the fellas look, but. They looked good too. That's what they say. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the fellas look, but all of the women look good. Kelly, beautiful. Molly, beautiful. Issa, beautiful. Tiffany, um, even Condola. Uh, well, <laughs> she was beautiful, but I'm, you know, how I feel about her. But she was. Beautiful. We go, we go get the Condola a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, just beautiful black faces. Um, and the cool part about it too was like there was no. There was nothing wrong with their shapes. Everybody was shaped differently. You yeah. know, Issa had a shape. Molly has a shape. Tiffany has a shape. Uh, Kelly has a shape. And they, I don't ever recall, even with Kelly being plus size, there was no fat jokes. No. You know what I'm saying? There was no skinny jokes for Molly. I mean, like, there were just, it, there was no body shaming. I don't think 
ever throughout the entire episode. Yes. Um, so I loved I loved Kelly. I love Molly. I'm well, not Molly. I loved Issa. Um, Chad. Yeah. Well, he's he's, uh, he's like much like Kelly. Like yes. you can't have the show without him. I got a friend just like Chad, <laughs> and and he's single, and so like everything he's and he, I mean he knows my wife and everything, but like I remember <laughs> he loves my wife. I remember when I told him we would get married, he was like. Say, you sure you want to sign that contract? Right. You want to sign that contract? <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling you, you sign that contract, boys. I had to get out of that contract. <laughs> Better think about it. You know, you get in it. It's hard to get out. I mean, but that's him. He's just, he says dumb shit like that. And right. I just, I love him for that. And, um, but I, and I, every time I saw Chad, I saw him. Um, I love Lawrence. I, Lawrence is my guy. I, 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 I felt that. for Lawrence initially because, like, after the first episode, I was like, man, this dude, he got to get his shit together. Like, cause mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, oh, she ain't going to put up with it. She's going to a job every day and you, she's coming home with your ass on the couch. Mm-hmm. And like, as I mentioned in the first episode, like it was Issa's birthday and you know, she wanted to go out and he was like, well, Hey, you know, I was thinking we could watch a movie and yeah. I'm like, dude, on the you, couch. yeah, you on the couch, you've been on the okay. couch all day and she's right. coming in from work. I mean, you should feel like crap because your woman's going, and it's nothing like, because we all been there before where you didn't have a job or maybe you was at a job and you really weren't on like how you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a man, that's got to be demoralizing because like, it's, it's something. Cause like, I remember one time when I didn't have a job and my mm-hmm. wife was going to work. So it's like, but now when my wife came home, it wasn't like I was just sitting there playing the PlayStation, you right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Food was cooked, you know, you know, it stuff okay, was, though. you know, I ain't, <laughs> you got to do something, you, you know, and I, and I know that's right. You got to do something. So, uh, you know, you pick up the kids, whatever the case may be. And I, and I saw that in Lawrence and I'm like, you could, especially when he came to Issa with his idea of the woo woos and all the stuff mm-hmm. like that, he had, he had potential, but you just didn't know how it was going to roll. So and potential is hard. I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard. Talk to it's me hard. about potential because I see it in your face. I mean, it is hard. Here's the thing. When you've been with somebody for a long time, they was together for five years. So when mm-hmm. you've been with somebody for that long, because I've had a long-term love in my life, you know, and again, I could understand exactly what the hell they was going through. It is, it's easier to be with potential that you've been with for a long time right. because you feel like, you know, we already in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just support him through this. It's hard for potential to come into your life new. So, and here's the thing. Everybody doesn't reach their potential. So while you want to be supportive of potential, it's a catch. It's, it's a, it's a twofold thing. It's hard because you have to know that the person is going to strive to reach the potential. People get stuck and then they want you to stick and stay with stuck and that was the thing with Lawrence and Issa. It wasn't, it was, you know, it was such a battle throughout the seasons of insecure between men and women on social mm-hmm. media. Because, <laughs> oh, we're going to get know, into that. <laughs> it, it, it just was such a battle. But the thing is, it's like, you can't fault either one of them for where yeah. they were. And you can't fault either one of them for where they wanted to be. And you can't fault a person for saying, I've had enough of this. And then you also can't fault a person for saying, stick with me through this. You know, it's like, what do you do? No, it's no right or wrong to me. But potential is hard. It's just a hard thing to 
stick with. And it's a hard thing for somebody to go through, but it's harder to stick with it. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, even the person that's going through the potential when the person that has to support the potential, right. especially like you said, I'm getting up, I'm going to work every day. I'm coming home and your potential ass is sitting on the couch. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> you know, my mother always said, you need to get up and do something. Cut grass, mm-hmm. ass, sell drugs. I, I don't know. <laughs> Not sell drugs. Not sell drugs. You know, be legal. But my point is, bring money into the home, sweetie. That's right, all. Right. Be able to take care of at least you. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. So, did you Did you ever feel like Issa, because I don't think, and, and you make a great point about potential because sometimes people reach that potential at different points in time and maybe they don't reach the potential that you think they should be at at that particular time when you need them to be at that potential at that particular place. Uh-huh. Do you think Issa ever felt like she like let him go too soon or gave up on the potential of what Lawrence could be? Because, yeah, we did see Lawrence glow up, but it took him a minute to get there. Yeah, she definitely felt a type of way. And I think that she definitely regretted at some point letting him go when she did. I mean, we saw that even through the seasons Mm. that she had a regret for letting him go because like, so I knew I was going to be on the show and, you know, like I said, my mom made it. So I had to make sure that I was well prepared (laughs) for this. So I went back and watched the first season Mm -hmm. because, you know, you forget little things. Um, she even said throughout that first season, like, oh, I'm thinking about breaking up with him. Mm-hmm. And then she had regrets about it. Like, well, maybe I should just stick and stay. That was before Daniel came into her life and just, you know, had her mind all going another way. Mm-hmm. However, she did regret leaving Lawrence the way that she did. And it, and and let's be clear. Issa wasn't at her potential at that point either. Like Issa was at a rough point in her life too. But I think Issa was kind of on the road of like, we both can't be struggling (laughs) and we both can't be struggling and you are not doing anything. At least I'm struggling getting a check. You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. struggling on the couch. Now we can't both be struggling and you're not doing anything. So um, I think she had just got to her, breaking point mm-hmm. you know a li- she got to her breaking point and i'm not gonna say that it was a little too fast because he had been sitting on that couch for a year now. well yeah right it oh, had no. been a while <laughs> oh, no. did you uh did you have any favorite episodes or scenes um any that jump out at you um because for me i've got probably three scene well three episodes I-, I won't say scenes three episodes that jumped that like just like were crazy to me well, I'm not gonna say crazy, I'll explain them. Um, the first one was I wanna say, um, damn, what season was that? Um, I can't remember what season it was. Uh oh, I th- I wanna say it was season three, the Coachella episode. Okay, hilarious, yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. I-, I couldn't stop laughing at Ke- Kelly. I mean, like that whole episode was just bananas to me. Um, and it just a lot of times I would see Issa and her friends. And it reminded me just the banter and going back and forth would remind me of me and my friends. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say like a lot of times uh, Insecure didn't feel like a woman show. It never felt like a woman show to me because I think the love and the relationships and the friendships that she cultivated, you know, didn't they they really weren't defined by gender. It just so happened that that's what we were looking at. Mm -hmm. But it was very relatable. A lot of the content was relatable. But that Coachella episode was funny to me because that just looked like some shit me and my friends would do. Right. Um, the second one was season four. 
I want to say it was episode. I can't remember. I, you don't have, and you don't have to give the episodes. I want to say it was episode eight. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when Lawrence and Issa went back. They they went out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that episode because that one that episode. If you ever get a chance, go back and watch the episode. That episode was shot perfectly. perfectly. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, the Look color contrast, every everything, and I mean, like they were walking through the little things, telling their little corny jokes. Mm-hmm. It was like their reconnection. And because I like, you know, I really like Lawrence. I was, I was team Lawrence. I I got, I got, I can't front. I was team Lawrence. (laughs) Uh, So I I really liked that part of it and just how that was shot and and the banter between the two of them. And it was after that episode, I was like, you know, we probably all like, yeah, they're going to get back together. And, you know, of course we'll talk about what happened. Um, And then the last one I want to say was season five, episode seven, I think. Um, it was the episode where they, Issa and the girls basically stayed in Issa's apartment all night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the girls night. Mm-hmm. Had the girls night. That one was so real. Maya. I know you could relate, but for me, it, it, again, it, it didn't feel like just these women, like every line that they were saying to each other, every scene reminded me of scenes that I had with me and my boys. Yeah. And like, you know, they had these plans to go out to dinner and they were and they started pre-gaming and getting drinking and smoking weed in the house. Mm-hmm. And then the plans get canceled. And then, you know, Tiffany drops this bomb on them saying mm-hmm. that she's, you know, she has to move. And everybody was just like, you know, after they finished crying and everything, it was like, well, we can just stay. Cause if they had left, that would have killed the move. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was just it made more sense for them just to be in that moment together. Right. Um, I think that episode said a lot about. Issa and her friends and and just the love and and the caring that they they have for each other. So um, but those are probably three of my favorite scene slash episodes. Uh, uh, what about you? That those was good. I would say all of those, but I think the first episode with the uh, when Issa got up there and she did the rap broken um broken he, that's, that's why. You, you can say that, it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that episode. Um. Because I just watched it, I forgot how funny it that was. Funny was. As hell. And one thing that I noticed about the very first episode was if, and this is the progression of the show as well. Mm-hmm. When if you've ever watched Awkward Black Girl, the first episode is one hundred percent. So the first season is like Awkward Black Girl. Okay. If you ever get a chance, go back. I'm, I'm going to go back and watch it because I've never seen it before. It is. It is true to Awkward Black Girl, right? Um, so when you see the first episode, it was just funny to me because I had already seen the show and how she was in the show. Mm-hmm. And it also introduced the mirror, uh, <laughs> you know, the mirror Issa, um, yes. which you is classic, right? Classic. Her talking to herself in the mirror. And I can relate to that a lot because I'm I am in this house a lot talking to myself and answering myself too. and have no problem with it. You know what I mean? Um, um, um. That. The Coachella episode, of course. How could you not like that? Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> I really liked, even though I'm a woman and I was like, damn. I really liked that last episode of the first season when Lawrence left that Best Buy shirt in there. I was like, honey, and that's how you clear a bitch right there. Even though Ooh. I'm a woman and I was like, damn, that was messed up. But I mean, hey. And then I... I like the I the last 
I don't know, it wasn't the last episode of the of the last season, but the episode when Lawrence was like, are you happy? Because I was like, Lawrence, fight for your woman. I know that's right. <laughs> and I just could not stand Nathan so much. Really? I did not like Nathan. He was like a weak man to me. Wow. And I understand, you know, the bipolar and all of that. But outside of that, and maybe that had a lot to do with it, he was a very weak man to me. And I do not like weak men at all. Um, and so Lawrence, when he was like, are you happy? And then he turned around and he told Nathan, like, this don't concern you. You know, this between me and my woman. I was like, and I know that's right, Lawrence, get you back. So, um, yeah, those those episodes really stood out to me. And I can't even believe that I would say that that last episode of the first season when he left that Best Buy shirt on was one of my- That was classic. But it was. That was classic. I mean, it, it was what it was, like- you, I ain't gonna be at Best Buy forever. Mm-mm. Now check nope. that. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, because he got up off the couch and got him a job at Best Buy. Uh-huh. Um, one of the reasons uh why this show was you know so popular was you know its influence on black culture, uh, particularly social media. Um, we were used to uh what a lot of people would call uh a civil war on Sunday nights at 10 yeah. p.m. on especially on Twitter. Uh, like you mentioned a little earlier, women versus men. Um, do you recall <laughs> a scene or or something happening that created a battle on social media from this show? Well, yeah, that last episode, of course. You know, yeah, yeah. I think that the I think that that first season set the tone of what we were going to see for the next five years mm-hmm. on social media. It really because. The woman could relate to Issa, of course, like, get up off the couch. Yeah. The dudes was like, yo, give him a chance, you know, this, that, and the third. Yes. But it was like, oh, you you the provider. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though we live in a different time where we both got to get out there and and, and, and get it um, mm-hmm. just because of where we are in the world is so expensive, right? You don't right. have much of the family, like, where you staying home and I'm going out to work. But it's like, you're the provider. You're mm-hmm. the yep. You are the leader. You, you ain't leading me into nothing. Not on you the couch. I mean? So of course that sparked the biggest thing. And then the end, it was a battle because it was like, all right, are you team Lawrence or mm-hmm. team? Because it seemed like at the end, it seemed like, damn, East, I mean, Lawrence did Issa so wrong. Mm-hmm. But no, he really didn't. Right. Even as a woman, it's like, you want to be like, uh-uh, F that, ba-ba-ba. No. She cheated first. Yep. And here's the thing about Issa that was the, this this was the, 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 the men, woman, you know, thing of it all. She cheated and then she had the dude around him right. that's the biggest thing for me and that was why i was like nah the, uh no because be, i mean you do whatever you do i'm not promoting cheating or anything <laughs> but you do whatever you do you don't have you don't flaunt your man around mm-hmm. this man that you didn't cheated with now you got this person who you love in a room with somebody else and now that person has one up on your love and mm-hmm. they in the dark it just was foul it was nasty it just was all of that so of course that sparked the the i mean the volcano of yes. men versus woman um and i was very shocked that i wasn't shocked because a lot of women are delusional in, in a lot of ways 
I love you. But, um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't shocked that women were like, no, no, no. Come on. You know. Mm-hmm. So so that, that that first season was the biggest thing that sparked the social media. And then it just went downhill from there. It just went downhill. So, okay. So refresh me. So the first season was that was, did it end with, with, or did it start with, did it, was season two started with uh, Lawrence and Tasha? Was it that season started, one? Or season? That was season two started with Lawrence and Tasha. Okay. Um, the sex scene with Lawrence and Tasha set off mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. because like, it's one thing to know that Lawrence, cause women had gotten used to seeing him over these episodes and keep in mind for those who don't know insecure was the first what three seasons were only eight episodes yeah uh and so then i think they moved to 10 episodes for seasons three four and five Mm -hmm. um so we got a lot in a very and these are 30 30 uh with 30 minute episodes so it's not like yeah Mm -hmm. so it's not like we got a whole bunch of I mean, like, relatively speaking, we got a lot of information in a really short, compact period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet yeah, that that scene, because I think what happened was people had assumed that, you know, Lawrence probably was going to hit. But then when they actually saw, I remember just being because the first I want to say Maya, the first probably two seasons I spent, I would be on Twitter watching Insecure, tweeting back and forth. And then I realized I'm like, but I would have to watch the episodes like two or three yeah, times because I miss so much. You always uh-huh. miss something. You uh-huh. miss a conversation or whatever. But Twitter used to be on fire. And I just remember that night when when Lawrence, when that sex scene happened, man, it was like, yeah. like it was the trend. And not only just the trend in top, like people talked about that episode for like a Forever. week. It was like, and I mean, the women talk about, let me well, say. Yeah, it, it was, <laughs> what it was, was like, <laughs> I think part of it was was that people understood. I mean, women, you know, like they couldn't like. I guess in a way, you put yourself in Issa's shoes. Like, okay, this is my ex man. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's doing her like this. You know, he's cheating on her, and he really he wasn't. wasn't. He weren't. But, he was not cheating on her. They were broke up. But I think the more thing was that let let's really be clear. It wasn't about him cheating on her. It was mm-hmm. about the way that he was hitting Tasha. <laughs> and it was like, I've been complaining about us having stale sex. Right. On this couch. Now you with this girl and you hey. doing all of this stuff. Because remember, she Issa was like, oh, sometimes I wish he would just tell me to shut up. And I wish he would just grab me and he would right, do this, right. that, and third. And so now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what you're doing? So mm-hmm. the women were riled up for that. Too. Oh, yeah. They were mad. Um and another scene, uh, <laughs> ironically, another sex scene, uh, the scene with her and Daniel. Which um, was boring. Which, <laughs> yeah, I, it was boring. I, I got Daniel. I understood him. Um, I, ain't re- I really wasn't out on Daniel. I, I know a lot of people, some people were in, some people were out on Daniel. I wasn't out. I thought Daniel was, I thought I understood why the character was who was who he was. I thought he was a little weird, the fact that they had that relationship or, or whatever you want to call it. And then he let her come stay with her. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Come and stay with me. Right. Um, but uh the sex scene where she's is oral sex mm. and he came in her face. <laughs> Maya, let me tell you something. <laughs> when I say the women on Twitter wasn't having that, uh-uh. man, boy, look at here. It was, it was down. I mean, like they were, so, I mean, like this was a, what was funny, Maya? 
this was a think piece. Like right. there were people writing articles about it. There were people yeah, doing like podcasts. Degrading her and yeah, all like I, I can't believe now. that we're doing we're showing this kind of stuff on time. I'm like, y'all, y'all didn't watch Sex in the City. Y'all ain't right. I mean, like this is or it, TV. It's, it's TV. It's TV. You don't watch TV because sex scenes happen in TV. Yep. And what happened between them is not taboo. It's not right. a taboo thing. I mean, it right. it, it obviously happens. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and and it, and to be honest, I it it probably happened to quite a few of my followers because <laughs> was mad it, it was it was they was mad. It was like, oh hell no, I would do that. I'm like, word, it's like that. You I'm like, it, I'm like, man, it's TV, man, it's TV. So it was, and but it, but even in that happening, it was still funny. There were parts mm-hmm. of that episode that was funny, and um, that you know, funny. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um. So yeah, those are two instances I remember that just like set everything off. Like, mm-hmm. um, um, and you you're right, the 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 fight, uh, if you will, that uh Nathan and <laughs> Nathan and Lawrence had that was, because at that point people were team Lawrence or team Nathan, you know what I'm saying? So it was a lot of people who didn't want to see Nathan with Issa, a lot of people didn't want to see Lawrence with Issa. So um which I never understood. I just never understood the don't want to see Lawrence with her. He didn't, he did nothing wrong. Like he literally did nothing wrong. Even with him being a quote unquote bum, that wasn't wrong. It mm-hmm. just was where the boy was. Well, you know what it was? I think too, we, the, the audience got to see Lawrence and Lawrence and his, you know, sexual exploit. Cause I remember Lawrence had the, the two women, two, what was it? Two yeah, white women at the crib. Yeah. And you know, like he was wild, but he was, if we're being honest, he was doing something that a 28, 29 year old man would do. Now I didn't do it because I was single. I mean, I was mad. <laughs> I was mad. So, or doing what people do when they get out of relationships. Yeah, and they, broken, trying to figure it out. Trying to, you know, get over the heartbreak and trying to like, oh, now I'm I'm back out here. I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to show myself <laughs> that I still got it because that's what it boils down to. Like. Right. You did me wrong. Now I'm trying to show myself that I still mm-hmm. got it. You know yeah, what I mean? Because Lawrence, it. he was, he had a lot of insecure moments in the mm-hmm. show. He did, he did, and you know, and talking to people like Chad didn't help. You know, because they no. kind of fed into the insecurity or made him question it. Um, you know, one of the other things that was I, I mentioned a little earlier was very popular. A huge part of this show was the music. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw and heard a lot of music from a lot of different artists. Uh, some were unknown. Some were very popular. Um, were there any artists whose music you found or were introduced to that you kind of got hooked on, um, during the five year run of this show? I can't tell you their names, but what I will (laughs) say is, is is this one thing insecure did. I do not like hardly any music of today. Okay. Hardly any. It's, it's not a lot of song. And and I will say, I don't give a lot of things a chance either. Same. It's like I when I hear that first little, cause they all sound the same. When I hear them voices or I hear that tempo and I hear that, you know, way that they sing, like they sound like they high and sitting around, can't sing, can't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Even a rap it's it's just, you know, cause I like boom back rap. Right. Um, Old school. So it's not like I give it a chance, but I will say that what Insecure did for me was open me up to the idea of liking the new music mm-hmm. because I listened to a lot of, so I would go, of course, she would have playlists on Spotify and mm-hmm. I would go on those playlists and I started putting some of those songs 
into my rotation, it just gave me a, a different outlook on the music. So I guess because it was in the show, you think about the scene that it was in and mm -hmm. it's like, well, that sounds good. Then it gives you a chance to go back and listen to it. So it opened me up to that as far as giving new music a chance. But I can't, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know the artist to say, yeah, I really liked Tone Smith because I don't know. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, it did give me a chance to start liking some of the, uh, new music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm kind of like you, I, I can't say that I was up on a Todd tie dollar sign before insecure. Oh, really? Um, but his music was featured throughout, you know, the series. So I started listening. I was like, okay, this ain't bad. You know, cause I'm like you, I, it's very, a lot of the new music, I don't give it a chance because like a lot of it in my eyes, it just, on my ears, it just sounds the same, you know? Oh, so I don't really view it any differently. Um, but like one artist, I think that really I jumped, once I heard her song, I I just jumped in her, uh, her discography was uh, Alex Isley. Um, super, super dope. She's underrated. She actually, if you remember the block party episode, she actually performed at the block party. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think it was it was a couple other artists uh cleo soul um it i'm like you i would go to the uh i would go to the the spotify playlist and i would just pick songs like okay i remember this and then like you said you kind of correlated with the scenes and stuff like that mm -hmm. um but i thought the the music that they used in the the music director was um rafael sadiq from uh mm -hmm. tony 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 um incredible incredible and, and i like the fact that she broke a lot of artists uh, she meaning Issa Rae broke a lot of artists uh, in, you know, on Insecure by, you know, featuring their music. So um, if you haven't, if you're listening to this, if you haven't heard that playlist, go to Spotify and just type in Insecure playlist. It is, it might be, hell, it might be a couple of days worth of music to mm -hmm. listen to. Because you were talking about, you know, they only playing snippets in the episodes, but uh, the whole songs are there, so um, you should definitely check those out. Particularly if you're into new music, me and Maya, you know, we we good on it. But uh, you know, we we did pick up some songs, and I did find a couple of artists that I, I kind of rock with. Mm -hmm. Um, what were you now? We we mentioned Molly a little earlier. Um, very intriguing character in the show. Uh, what were your thoughts on Molly, and how did they change? Because I know she, you said she kind of pissed you off. How did your thoughts change or did they change over Molly over the period of the, the five years? No. Oh, well, they did the last season. Okay. The last season, she became likable. She, I don't think that Molly was likable from episode one. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I thought that, and it's funny because I said that I seen some of myself in uh, Molly, right? Mm -hmm. Um just just little things but no i don't think molly was i don't i i, I didn't like her i mm -hmm. did not like her and i i would be hard pressed to find somebody that did like her now i don't know if you liked her but most of the people who i know didn't like her because molly she was very selfish to me mm -hmm. she was i don't think she was selfish you know self selfish is the wrong word she was self-centered Mm -hmm. yes. so, and it's a difference right she was self-centered in the sense of like I think she was giving to Issa 
Like she was, she was giving to Issa, you know, but she was also one of them type of people that I'm going to give you, but then I'm going to throw it up in your face. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're going to do something for me, just do it. Right. If you're going right. to give me advice, just give it. If you're going to give me money, a ride, a, a place to stay or whatever, but don't throw it up in my face afterwards. Like, oh yeah. And I had to do this, that, and a third for you. Okay, girl, you in a better position than me. So you did some things for me, but let's be clear, I was there to pick you up off the ground as right. well. So I thought that Molly was very self-centered, and but at the end, it was good to see her progression. I was mad that they made me like her, and now <laughs> the show is never going to be on again, right? It was very nice to see Molly. It while it wasn't good with her going through what she went through with her family, mm -hmm. um, and I can relate to that so much. It was good to see her as, oh, you are a real person, mm -hmm. right? You do have feelings. It, it reminded me a lot of. Do you remember on Rocky Four when? Oh shit! When I love Rocky. Before, <laughs> when he was fighting the Russian, yeah, and, and he cut him for the first time. When yep, Rocky yep, hit him, we cut yep. him, and he was, and, and he went back to his corner. And my man was like, "He's not a machine. He's not a, a machine. Man. He's a man. He's you know? not a machine." Um, so that see that particularly came into my mind when thinking mm. of Molly at the end when she really when she showcased like, "Oh, you are a human being. You're not mm -hmm. like just this robot." of a person um, when she was going through what she was going through with her family. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think Molly, you know, even though I didn't like her, she was, I think she was scared to be vulnerable, right? Yes. She was scared to, 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 to let her walls down. She built up a shell of um, who she was and it, and it was hard because uh, even through that situation with her parents trying to get them life insurance and then mm -hmm. the situation with her mom, it was like, and I know that, well, you get right. into that, like, let me just take care of it role and you don't give right. yourself chance to be human, right? And, and show your feelings and stuff like that. So that is what I liked about her character that they, you know, showed, this is who you are. And mm -hmm. all I kept thinking was, damn, I wish they would have showed me this early because like, I did not <laughs> like this girl for four seasons and half right. of the fifth, um, I think she turned the corner when her parent when she, when her parents got sick, and then when she started um dating the man yeah. that she ultimately married. Okay, okay. Um, ah, yeah, we don't. I, I didn't forgot his name. Knew, yeah, just but, um, yeah. When she started kind of like letting her walls down with him a little bit, so that's what I thought of Molly Torian. That's she his name. Torian. Yeah, Molly could get on your damn nerves. Um, <laughs> but at the end, look. Look, look, you know, it was like you you could you could applaud her at the end. And that's what the show was all about. Right. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And I think for me, I um, I want to say. I, I, I didn't dislike Molly. I disliked some of her ways. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until season three. No, not season three, season four. Like I kept the, the thing I kept saying about Molly is like she can't get right. So right. her name, her Molly, her name was Molly. Can't get right, Carter. That that's mm -hmm. what I called her because, like, she was like you said, she was scared to be vulnerable. Then she ends up, you know, getting into this relationship with her best, her childhood friend who is married, and oh, now they now they have an affair. Or it wasn't an affair because he was in an open relationship. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. He, yeah, Joe was in a. So he said, was Joe really in an open relationship or was? 
Because he drew know, because he 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 was when his wife came around, his wife was remember his wife came around and right. he was kind of side eyeing the situation because her and Molly was talking about it, like, oh, you know, we we're seeing each other, and the wife was kind of side eyeing Molly, like right. I don't know. So I think <laughs> they was in an open relationship with stipulations. Like you can right. be in an open relationship with a chick I don't know, but you mm-hmm. ain't gonna be in an open relationship with somebody that we both grew up with. Exactly. Exactly. So that that was weird. And I mean, like, but that was that was it was relatable because you knew people like that. I don't don't know nobody like that was that far off. But, you know, people that went through stuff in in marriages. And I I know one person that had an open marriage and she told me that, like, you know, like her. Well, they're not together anymore. But Mm. at the time, her and her husband, you know, just what they did or whatever like that. So I was so I was kind of replaying those stories and then kind of correlating them with Molly. But Molly, again, she just couldn't get right. She just she had on paper. She had the career. She had, you know, the college degree. She had, you know, a good job and, you know, had a, you know, I her life in order on paper, if you will. Um, decent, you know, pretty good family, loving family. Uh, I, I would laugh at the scenes, um, you know, like when she would come around her family and they would always ask her questions about, you know, is she going to settle down? Is she going to have mm-hmm. kids? And I'm sure you can relate to that, Maya. Like mm-hmm. that is probably one of the most annoying thing that you can ask somebody who's single. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, but it was relatable because you knew people like that or people who experienced those things. Um, and then, you know, obviously everything comes to a boil in, um, you know, at the block party. Mm. And, you know, and then we see them, you know, kind of fall. And then that co- that coincides with, you know, Molly having a man and she has a man and then Issa don't have a man. Mm-hmm. So you you know Maya, you know sometimes you know women. Well, I won't say women because men do this too. Who am I kidding? Your friend gets a significant other, and then the friendship starts to change mm-hmm. for the worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I don't. Sometimes it's just natural. Sometimes it's because you know people start tripping. Mm-hmm. Well, Molly clearly was tripping, and you know she got into it. Andrew's brother. I mean, like she was just getting into it with everybody, but. It, that scene at the block party when she and Issa going back and forth, she said everything that she felt about Issa all those exactly. years. Exactly. And you're looking at me as the downtrodden friend. And that was another thing that I didn't like about Molly. She she was okay with Issa when Issa was down. Right. Because then I make myself look bigger because mm-hmm. I have it all together as far as like like you said on paper but mm-hmm. you and Issa was in the same boat y'all was friends for a reason because you was yeah. both AMS <laughs> yes yes and so but then I think like I want to say probably somewhere between the fight that they had and subsequently after that and and how they tried to patch things up it dawned on me like this show isn't about it's it's about Issa, but it's really about Issa and Molly. Mm-hmm. And it's about their friendship. Because, like, I never... Because, again, when I started watching this, I had no concept of anything of what it is. And we all got into, you know, Lawrence and these women and Issa and Lawrence and they're back and forth. And on paper, it looked like... On the surface, it looked like it was about Issa and Lawrence, which it was. But the deeper story was really about Issa and Molly and their friendship. And then, you know, like you said, when they come into season five everything that Molly didn't do for Issa in season four, she did in season five when she felt like she had, because remember 
things would happen and Molly be like, do you girl, you know, like, mm -hmm. is this to say, Hey, I, I, when I stepped in before and said something, cause remember how she went off on her when Nathan came and surprised her and yeah. Molly Which called herself weird to me. <laughs> that was so weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she okay. He, you can't, you can't, why are you mad at me? Because of what this man is doing, mm -hmm. you know, you're looking at me like I am like, okay, he bought me flowers. Thank you. You know, right. okay. I felt the way about it. Like I'm a human and I'm a woman just like you are. And mm -hmm. let's be clear. If one of the men from Molly's past would have <laughs> came and surprised her. She would have been over the damn moon oh. because her life revolved around trying to find a damn man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, that, that part was funny to me. And I realized, like I said, it was more, the show was really about their friendship. And then in season five, you saw like from their time that they spent in at uh, Stanford when they got Jack, like you saw their, their relationship kind of turning. And I remember Kelly asking, she was like, you know, how long is it going to be before we okay? She said, well, first you got to be fake okay. And then you, mm -hmm. it takes a while after being fake okay. And we go through that, but sometimes with our friends, you know, yeah. I, I haven't had anybody in my circle that I've kind of detach myself with i'm still close with the same people i've been all these years but i know that people have those kind of relationships and you fall out and sometimes you mend it sometimes you don't mm -hmm. you know um and you know especially as we get older we kind of set in our ways like you know i, man, I ain't about to kiss your ass to be your friend you know right. if we we've been friends since we couldn't spell and now all of a right. sudden you bugging okay right go ahead right you know so um just seeing that and then her growth as far as their friendship over season five you know, like you said, dealing with her parents. Um, and then she just, you know, the even the episode I mentioned earlier, episode seven, I think, in season five, where, you know, <laughs> they were feeling themselves in an apartment or whatever like that. And Issa goes to call Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, she hung up the phone. She's like, no, don't call him. She's like, look, if you feel sober in the morning, you feel like making this phone call. Yeah, then you call. Fine. You mm -hmm. Then you call. She, but that's not something that molly would have done you know in seasons two or three at you know, all so so or four for that matter right um but it took it seemed like it took her losing andrew to kind of come around and and isa you know losing lawrence if you will uh and we'll touch on lawrence in just a second you know just to bring everything full circle for them so i i, I love that part about it mm -hmm. um now speaking of isa and lawrence okay uh it sounds like we were both team lawrence we are um, okay. So Issa and Lawrence, their relationship was interesting to say the least. Uh, they had, as they described it, a, a romantic path that was chaotic, uh, littered with hurdles and dips and twists. And through it all, they stayed on each other's minds. Um, insecure obviously was one of the messiest stories that we've probably seen in recent times, but <laughs> maybe that's why it was the best, you know, because yeah. it was about Issa's journey and her self discovery. Uh, but she had this relationship and Lawrence was this guy and I, women say he's a good looking guy. I guess he's good looking. I don't know. He, is. Um, <laughs> he would laugh at her corny jokes. She'd laugh at his corny jokes. Um, you know, they seem to emotionally connect to each other. Uh, you know, they both shared songs and they shared experiences and things of that nature. They grew to love each other and they grew apart. Um, and then they, you know, found a way to make it happen. So my in saying all of that, given the given the situation with Condola, so if you're not familiar, uh, at the end of season four, 
they leave us on the biggest cliff of cliffhangers. Uh-huh. Uh, Lawrence comes into the apartment after, you know, he and Issa are reconnecting and she's happy to see him and he has this look on his face. And I remember how that was shot, Maya. That was shot so perfectly because uh-huh. they're going back and forth and they're interjecting Cadola's uh, responses. You're good? Condola came over last night. She needed to talk. Okay, about what? I'm pregnant. What? Yo, but I, I thought we were we were careful. Me I, too. Are you? Are you sure it's mine? Yes. When did this happen? It was before me and you, and before I found out about the job. So what does this mean? Is she gonna keep it? Yes. I'm keeping it. Why? Why this? Well, this is not a good time. We're not even together. Why would you want this? This is not ideal for me either. But that's just not an option for me. I wasn't ready with Mark. But this time I want to keep it. And it's not like I don't want kids. I do. Fuck, fuck. This is... This is just... A lot. I know. Okay, we're still processing everything. I... I just had to tell you. So this means you're getting back with her? No. No. I told you I want to be with you. But you're having a baby with someone else. But I didn't plan this, Issa. I don't... I don't want this to happen. And Lawrence is telling her that, you know, Condola's pregnant. Mm, 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 mm. And they had just started, you know, so he is back with Issa, or at least trying to get back with Issa. And now Condola's pregnant. And, you know, so Issa's blown. So she's like, you know, what does this mean? And then she's like, is she going to keep it? She's like, yes, I'm going to keep it. And so anyway, I said all that to say this. And this is one of the reasons why I have you on here, because you can only answer this. I can't answer this question. Given that situation with Condola, if you were Issa, Maya, would you have taken Lawrence back or would you have stayed with Nathan? At that particular time when you found out that, he got a crumb snatch on the way. I would have stayed with Lawrence. Okay. Because people were acting, and again, it goes back to season one. They were acting like Lawrence did Issa wrong, like he cheated on her. And it was the same thing with this. They were acting like, oh, he had a baby on her. No, he did not have a baby on this girl. Mm-hmm. He had a baby. They were not together. He was dating someone else. He was in a full-fledged relationship with somebody else. She was in a full-fledged relationship with Nathan. They realized, you know what? We really do love each other. It So because it wasn't like he had a baby on her, because mm-hmm. people was like, oh, he had a break baby. He didn't have a break baby. Like a break baby is we are together. Right. We allegedly took a break for a day. And now you got somebody else pregnant. 
That mm-hmm. is, that's what a break baby is. A break baby is not, I was dating somebody else, she was dating somebody else, we came back together, and now I got a baby. I would have stayed with Lawrence. Okay. And I probably would have stayed with him because I just did not like Nathan that much. I'm, I did not like him that much that I would have just stayed with Lawrence anyway. Not with a break baby. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Mm. But with the situation that he had, I did not see the problem in staying with him. Now, it's a caveat to that. Okay. Can you be a stepmom? You know, right. you now have to think about so much, right? Lawrence is, it, it's, it's a whole different ball game now. You have somebody else coming into the picture that's more important than you. Mm-hmm. This baby is going to take precedent over you. Can you deal with that? You have to play all of the scenarios out, right? Now your money is different. Now your time is going to be different. Now your energy is going to be different. You have to also take into consideration that he has to, he has to do certain things with condolas. Yep. So, and that's just realistic. So you have to be, you have to know what kind of person you are. Can you deal with that? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So you might not have stayed with him like throughout, but in initial, I would have, I would have been like, Man, okay. Well, let's see what happens now. And then, then it might have been like a breakup because you can't deal with all of that comes with it because there's so much that comes with it. But yeah, I want to say in the beginning. That that is a great. I, I I was interested to hear your answer. That is a great answer. I because there was again Twitter was on fire. I wasn't there for the live fire on Twitter, but I checked Twitter the next day and it was crazy. Um. I felt Lawrence. Now, not knock wood. I've never been in that situation before where a woman's coming to you and telling you you're pregnant, but I've been, I have friends, close friends, and they've been in that situation. And that's, that's a tough situation to be in because you're having a baby with somebody that you absolutely don't care about. Um, they had clearly gone their separate ways. And Lawrence, you know, he was on this path. He'd gotten his new job and he was talking about moving to San Francisco and, now all of a sudden, and I think that's one of the things that we were talking about earlier about the show being so realistic is that that's, that's reality. Like life never, it's never planned. It's never going according to script. Just when you think things are going according to script, uh, a boulder comes out of, uh, out of nowhere. And that happens. It happens. And it happens to all of us, maybe not Mm -hmm. at that particular level, but it happens. So I felt for Lord, man, I was, my, I was hurt. I was like, "Damn, man, you got a pregnant." I, I, was, I felt like I felt like Chad. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's like really, it was like, "Damn, y'all finally right." You know, like that relationship you rooting for, and it's just never good timing. Just mm-hmm. in general, you know, even with your own situations, like, "Damn, you, I love you, I love you, I like you, I like you," but it's just the timing is just mm-hmm. bad, you know. It could be a number of things. And then it's like, all right, we finally got it together. We finally here. And then it's like another hurdle that we have to (laughs) now go. And then permanent hurdle. It's it's love enough to take you through that hurdle. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's not always enough. That that is so true. That is so true. It, it, It it resonated with me and everybody else just, you know, being in that situation. And I think, you know. I understood, and I think we all understood, because I think the last thing she said in that episode was she was like, "It's just she was like, this is a lot," and that's yeah. all she said. And if a black woman said this is a lot, 
It's a lot. It's so a you lot. Know what we go through. We right. Go through <laughs> so, 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 and then you know she ends up. You know, we see them the scene, the first scene of episode five. I mean, episode the fifth season, first episode. We see them it in essence breaking up because he picked her up from the airport, and um, she was just like, you know, I can't do this, and that was it. And so we thought, you know, we thought well, we knew that wouldn't be the end of Lawrence, but we thought as far as that would be the end of them as a couple. Um, And so they went through a lot. And obviously that brings me to the series and season finale uh, episode uh, where, and I'm I'm not spoiling for anybody because this is, if you ain't seen the episode, then you need, you need to watch it. (laughs) Um, Everything kind of comes together. Molly gets married, you know, Lawrence and Issa reconcile and, you know, they eventually get engaged and you know, yeah, they did. I don't she, even remember that. She, well, <laughs> I, I well, they were together, but I didn't know they got engaged. Well, here's what what throws it. If you the one of the last scenes you see a an engagement ring on her on her uh, ring finger. Okay. Um, and it's something I think I didn't catch it the first time I saw it, but in the last scene of the episode, she's on the phone with Molly and they're talking, she's in the bathroom talking because she was supposed to be, we thought she was going to be talking to Mira, where they call her Mira Bitch, Mm -hmm. but Mira Bitch isn't there. And finally, in this particular season, I mean, this series, there's no talking back and forth and she holds the phone up and you can see the engagement ring. Okay. Yeah, so, and I want to say she had it when they were at the table when, um, came to bring her to drink. Uh, no, when no, when Elijah came in at the end, um, oh, that baby. last scene, yeah, when she was with the baby, well, young, young little boy, if you will. Um, so they get engaged. Okay. Um, so, how, what were your thoughts on how the series ended? Because I, I think, well, a lot of people were very, very pleased. I didn't really see a lot of people that weren't pleased. I just, for me, and I'll touch on it. I, I think for me, like I wasn't sure how after seeing episode nine, how they were going to make it all come together. Mm-hmm. What, what did you think about the, how, how it actually ended? Well, let me just say the last season up until the end, I wasn't pleased. <laughs> I, I wasn't really? like, this is the last episode gave you the aha moment. The last mm-hmm. episode gave you the, Oh, Okay. Now I see, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that it was rushed, though. I will say that. I feel like it was like a lot going on in the last season of the story that it was like, then you're going to just give me this. And now these, this person is married. Kelly got a baby. Uh, uh, Tiffany and old boys. It just yeah. was like, it was just like, it remi- I read a lot. It reminded mm-hmm. me of like a lot of books. It's like, you give me 300 pages of character development. And then at the end, it's like, she's dead. It's like, well, <laughs> what you know what I mean? Right. Um, but I did like the last episode because again, it gave you that aha moment. It said, oh, okay. And what I never really uh, paid attention to, I guess throughout the season, I, I re- throughout the seasons, I didn't mm-hmm. pay attention to the name right insecure and Mm -hmm. what people were insecure about and then at the end it said oh this is what these people were insecure about Mm -hmm. and now those insecurities have come full circle so so i like that part of it i will say even though i was i was happy that molly got married Mm -hmm. i was happy that 
Kelly found her person, right? Yes. <laughs> After she broke up with Daniel Kalua. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, we all right, now I found my person. Mm. Um and Tiffany, you know, we didn't pay too much attention to her at the end. I wasn't really that as excited about Lawrence and Issa as I thought I would be. Really? I wasn't. I wasn't. Okay. And I wanted them to be together, but I just thought the end was just like so blasé, if I should say. It was okay. just like, oh, okay, so now y'all got this perfect life with this baby and you the stepmom of the year and it's like oh, <laughs> stepmommy dearest you know what i mean it was just like i don't know i i, I wanted i wanted like something grander mm-hmm. you know when when he like was like are you happy and then he was like fighting for her i was like excited like oh and <laughs> you want to get punched like, out now we engaged and we got this baby i'm a stepmom and here we are i don't know it's just like Dun dun dun! It just didn't give me like I don't know. It just didn't give me excitement. Um, but it was pleasing to see that Issa found her stride. Mm-hmm. Um, that she found like who she really was meant to be. You know yeah. what I mean? That was very pleasing to see because she was so all over the place. Yes. And, and 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 her insecurity was just so pronounced throughout the show that at the end, for her to not have Mirabitch, um, really just be confident in who she was. And to me, you know, we talked about this on your show. As far as men are concerned, confidence is everything. But as far as yes. people are concerned, because for me, women too, confidence is everything. And confidence in who you are um, and whose you are. It, it it makes a difference in your life. So I was happy to see that for her, you know? And so all of, all of it was, it was, it all came full circle and it was nice um, to see at the end. I, you know, I, I'm, I, I totally understand where you're coming from because a lot of people said that on, on social media. Um, I saw, I read a couple of think pieces about it. Um, I saw, I read a really good one because there was, she did an interview with the, she meaning Issa did an interview with the LA times and she said that there were alternate endings. Um, so, so there were a couple of different endings. There was one ending where she would end up with Nathan actually. Um, I would have been thrown something at my screen if she would have ended up with his weak ass. Um, I I'm actually the opposite of you, Maya. I, I loved it. I, my, but I'll say this though, my expectations, I want to say my expectations were, relatively low because I remember um I was listening to a podcast I can't remember whose podcast it was but they had Jay Ellis on who plays Lawrence and he said it was it was a sports podcast and he said something to the effect of he said well I can't really get into it he said but episode nine things get really explosive so I knew that going in so I didn't know what was going to happen but and this was we were probably at like episode three when he said that on that particular podcast. And I, and that stuck with me. I was like, okay, episode nine, episode nine. So, so when that happened and that blew up and everything like that, I'm like, after, at the end of that episode, we see Issa go home. She's crying whatever like that. And Molly comes to her house the next day, opening up episode 10, which is the final episode. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't know. And we got, and instead of 30 minutes, I think this particular episode was like 45 minutes. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, how are you going to land this plane? You know, because you either can, it's either going to be a bumpy 
flight or it's gonna or you're gonna crash it or you're gonna land it perfectly. So my expectations were relatively low because I didn't know how they were gonna land the plane. Mm-hmm. And I thought the the thing that I would like to have seen changed was um Kelly. Mm. Kelly's part felt kind of rushed because it was like, hey, here's Kelly. Hey, she got a man. Hey, she's pregnant. I'm like, but damn. And I I would because that's one of my favorite characters. So I would like to see more of I would have liked to it, actually all the way through season five. I would have liked to see more of Kelly because, you know, she went through that episode where <laughs> the first episode that, that, with, that she was dead. And she was and, dead. All that. And, you, and you thought that they were going to I thought that they were like finally going to give her um her character mm-hmm. like a, a storyline more than what she had because right more than what she had Tiffany, even they gave her a storyline when she was like going through postpartum mm-hmm. and all like that which and was good Kelly, we never really got to see kind of like who she was she right. was just the comic relief right it like we knew her like life right, right. her family they didn't touch on any of that mm-hmm. and they i had we had to kind of put two and two together because you know kelly at one point was working and you know she said she was tired of working for white people and making them rich and then you know then in another episode molly mentioned something about her coming to the firm and that they had this new this estate division that she mm-hmm. wanted because she helped molly with her estate and got close to her parents and so i would have liked to have seen the development more as far as her storyline especially at the end um, but I like what they did with the birthdays. I'll admit I had to, I've watched that episode three times because the first time that I saw it, I was like, okay, is this what I think it is? And then, I, cause as they were fast forwarding through it, the first time I saw it, it took me about halfway through the episode for me to realize like, oh, they're going through the birthdays and this is, but it wasn't like in a, it, it was several years. So instead mm-hmm. of saying, instead of something popping up on the screen saying five years later, that's mm-hmm. what it was. So, um, and I even in the birthdays, I realized that, you know, if you go back and watch that episode, not everybody was at each other's birthday celebration. Like one, mm-hmm. like Kelly had a birthday and Molly wasn't there. And that and, you know, my that happens. We were all you know, talking online, you know, bef- before we got on here about, you know, your recent birthday and, you know, how you were surprised by family members coming to see you. But everybody probably everybody who wanted to come probably couldn't come. Yeah. Um, and that happens especially when you get life involved and you have family and kids and relationship and all this other stuff. So um, I said all that to say this, I, I thought it was perfect how they ended it. Um, given the time constraints they had. Mm. I think when I go back and look at some of the episodes from season five, what they did was they had pieces and mm. I think they were kind of putting all of the pieces together. And like you said, there was a point in season five where I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. But I still didn't know how it was all going to come together. And I think that last episode, they put all the pieces together and it kind of made sense to me. Um, I was happy for Molly. I was happy for Issa and Lawrence. Um, And I was just, I was, I think that was the best way they could go out. I think, you know, I would have, I think we all would have liked to have seen, and Issa said she always wanted to do five seasons. I think we could have used, you know, another another season. We could have used a spinoff with Kelly and, you know, it could have been. So, But I understand, too, that it takes a lot for them to do all of this stuff. And then these, you know, actors and actresses, they probably they have other projects and stuff that they're working on. Issa has plenty of stuff that she's working on as well. So I get it. And every good thing has to come to an end. And I think they would probably wanted to go out on top as opposed to, you know, being stale or whatever like that. But I thought the ending was perfect. Um, 
she said something and I'll read it to you that that really resonated with she said um I, she said quote I keep thinking about all it took to get here you know doubting myself going back and forth with what I want being scared to waste my time and look stupid in case none of it worked out and then I realized it was all in my head you know no one was doubting me except for me close quote and that hit home like we've all been there I don't care yep. How confident you are, you can be doing a lot of stuff. You can be in relationships, you can be running with people. And you're like, is it worth my time? You know, yeah. am I gonna look crazy? Am I look scoop stupid? Am I look goofy, you know, doing this? Is this person gonna play me? You know, you can get played in a relationship, you can get played in business. Yep. So that resonated with me. And it it kind of, like you said, everything kind of came together and made it all made sense. So I love the ending. I'm going to watch it again. I, I may do like you, I, I may just go back and watch all of the seasons again. Cause I yeah. really, really love this show. But, um, I thought they ended, I thought they landed the plane about as best you can ask, given the time constraints that they had. Um, like I said, I would have liked to have seen, you know, Kelly more from Kelly. Mm -hmm. I think if I'm being technical, I think Nathan kind of, uh, <laughs> I, I think I don't know why he I, gave up so easy. He's like, man, you know, this is, this is not good for me. And he just walked off. I was like, it, okay. And it was much like he had done. We didn't really talk about Nathan, mm -hmm. but it was much like he had done throughout the whole show. You know, when yeah. he ghosted her, then he came back, then he was half-assed there, half-assed not. It, it was, it was Nathan. You know what? I always have said in my life, that I never want to be in a mind's well situation, right? Mm, oh, yes, yes. Oh, you know what? I might as well do this. I might as well do that. I ain't doing nothing else. <laughs> I think about me and my ex, you mm. know. It had got to the point where it was like, well, you know, I might, I might as well marry him. I ain't doing nothing else. Or I might as well be with him. I'm not doing nothing else. You right. know what I mean? And that is not a way to want to live life when you really think about it right mm -hmm. it's, it's like settling to yeah. me Issa was settling for Nathan which is the reason why I did not like him so much I I also thought that their relationship was boring it brought nothing it brought out it did not bring out the best in who she was or who even who he was mm -hmm. and relationship of any kind friendship family um romantic it should bring out the best in who you are and it didn't and that's the reason why i didn't like him so much you know what i mean um yeah i just didn't like him i was kind of like why why are we figured out why, right. like, why are we focused on this man so much she could have been with a she could have just been like dating several men why are we focused on this man so much I you know what's you know what's interesting i i i didn't dislike nathan i actually like nathan but i'll be honest my i never saw them being together you know long term because i think they and this happens you know we you just touched on a little earlier i think they came in each other's lives at the right time for them and it was more of a convenience thing oh okay well, you know because he came with you know with to her and he came in her life when you know she was just getting a block party started and everything like that and he you know gave her some he was behind her he gave her yeah. some support and he was there for her, which is something that she couldn't necessarily, well, at the time she couldn't get it from Lawrence because Lawrence, was, they were no longer together. But, um, you know, he gave her that support. And then, you know, when he ghosted her and everything like that. And so they had a kind of awkwardness. And I think she appreciated that. But I think they were just kind of together more so for convenience mm -hmm. as opposed to, and I, 
now did she love him? I think yeah, she loved him, and I think he loved her. I don't think so either. I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. I mean, we could go back and forth about this point forever. Like, <laughs> I don't think so because even when he said when she was like, "Oh, I love you," and then he was like, or he said, I don't know who said it first. She said it first. Okay. Yeah, she said, yeah, he didn't, like, he didn't, and he didn't say it in return. Yeah. So because it, it was just like one of them things. I I feel like it was just one of them things, kind of like. I don't know. You know, it's the slip of the tongue. Like mm -hmm. you, you just talking and you like, oh man, I love that. Like, I love you. Not like I'm right. my love to you. It's just right. kind of like, oh, I love when you do that. <laughs> it makes me love you. Just like on some, right. like, you want to go to the store? I don't know. You know, I, I just didn't get the, I, I probably am focused too much on him Mm -hmm. as well instead right. of their relationship he just he just gave me nothing he just gave me nothing as a man i just was like what is he here for you know what i picked up on twice he said to her you all over the place he said that to her twice Had a lot of nerve and when i when he said that because he was like yeah you kind of all over the place and then at some other time and i think when they were going back and forth about the love thing he was like man you all over the place and i'm like you to tell for you to tell her that she's all over the place like that right that those two lines and these were different episodes or whatever but that him telling her that told me that they weren't going to be together i don't know what it was i was just like i was like yeah they're together but mm, I, and honestly going into that last episode i felt like i didn't i didn't know that she'd get back with lawrence but i felt like she'd end up by herself which yeah. would have been cool you right. know i just didn't want something corny yeah but um but yeah, it, it was it was it was great. Um, last question before we get out of here: uh, Why do you think this show resonated with people the way that it did, particularly black people? Um, but I mean, I know white people watched it because you know they had crazy ratings. But um, why do you think this show resonated with us as much as it did? Well, I think it was just like what we said in the beginning. It was just really real. Mm -hmm. It was very authentic to our lives yes. right but it was more authentic to not just our lives but to the show right it, it reminded this show reminded me a lot of the wire yes right so with the wire it was so much different than like power right it's so many unrealistic things that happen in power like <laughs> my man is all over this the whole new york city with no car you know just craziness mm -hmm. with the wire you saw the progression of the show and the realness of the show. When Stringer got killed in season three, mm -hmm. that was real. Kingpins yeah. go down every day. Yep. They die every day. It's, it's every only day. two places you won't go, to the jail or, or to the grave, right? And so with Insecure, every single thing that they went through was real. It mm -hmm. was authentic to the show. It was character art. It was like everything progressed you know nothing stayed the same nothing like not one thing in the show was unrealistic where you would be like yeah damn sure wouldn't happen. You know what I'm <laughs> right. nothing not one thing i also think it was just like you had touched on the beauty of the show you know mm -hmm. it was like seeing us it was really like a fubu uh show for us by us yes it was, it was created yes. for us it was um watched by us you know it showed all different types of black people uh it showed uh that we are you know like we don't always have it together or we do have it together it showed family friendships you know um survival 
it showed just like everything that is true to what people really are going through and what black people are going through. Facts. You know, us being in that corporate space and needing to, um, you know, play the role. Mm -hmm. um, even in the first season when Molly was telling that girl, like, Yo, you got to tone it down a little bit when you in here around these white folks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which we have all had that yes, conversation yes. with people in the workplace or, mm -hmm. or your friends, like, you don't even go to work. You can't be yourself. Or, you know, like when you in work and you're like, yeah, Jim, I, you know, I, I'll get right back to you on that. Then when you get home, you're like, bitch, let me tell you about these people in this damn job. You know, so right. it just, Relatable was content. True. it were, it was just really true to us. It was a beautiful show. Um, that's what I'm going to miss the most, just like really seeing us on TV. And another thing that I liked about the show, it like we're in this moment, right, of mm -hmm. blackness yes. ever since George Floyd. Right now, and everybody is like, oh, let's make a black show. Let's have more black people on the show. Mm -hmm. Let's do black stuff. You know, let's say Black Lives Matter and all of that. And Insecure A came at a time pre that. Right. Yes. But also. It it it's not like let's make this because mm -hmm. it, this is what it is. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and it was authentic to the point of black people are not just ratchet, right? You know? Black people don't just live in the ghetto. Black mm -hmm. people don't just uh, work at mean you know low level jobs or what they would think is low level. Uh, which no job is low level because you could be the president or the damn janitor and it's in in everything you know we're all on the same level to me mm -hmm. but you know it just it showcased and highlighted what everyday black folks got going on Thanks. and i really love that you know and that's that's one of the things that i'm going to miss about the show, but it's good that Issa is the creator because she has so many things coming. Mm -hmm. And one thing Issa is going to do is um, highlight black folks. Talk to know? them. <laughs> Talk I like black people, I, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm not mad at that. Even though she had here and there little, you know, situations in there where Molly was with the, the Asian boy and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, you know, um, uh, you know, she going to show the realness of black people. Mm -hmm. And I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, I, I did too. I you you hit the nail on the head. Um, I think uh, it it resonated with people because, like you said, we saw ourselves in so much of what we saw um, from everything. And then when you look even behind the scenes, like I would watch the uh, wind down uh, mm -hmm. on HBO Max, and you know they have black directors. Like everybody, there was no central director that directed each episode. They would have different people. I mean, like Regina King directed the episode. Um, uh, uh, was um, Kerry Washington directed a couple of episodes and then mm -hmm. some of these other directors people that we've never even heard of black women yeah, black women mm -hmm. black women black women are at the forefront of that movement of that show and Issa empowered so many people so even like some of the other things the other projects that she's going to work on they're going to be people who got a chance to shine on Insecure that's going to get another opportunity if not with um her company or her companies uh with other things and she said you know i think on a wind down that um or maybe it was an interview on a podcast she said like you know they've had writers from like season two or season three that they couldn't bring back because they were doing something else and mm -hmm. so they got in the writer's room 
you know, it's rare in Hollywood to walk into a writer's room and have one white man in the writer's room and everybody else yeah. is a minority, meaning they're right. either black or a black woman or Asian woman or what have you. And that it just doesn't happen in Hollywood. And I think she's a, a trailblazer in that sense. And that's behind the camera. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of the things that we saw, you know, on camera, like you said, we ain't all ratchet. There was nobody that got shot right. <laughs> and insecure. I don't right. think we ever heard a gunshot the whole time. You know, the only reference to a gun was when they got quote unquote robbed, you yeah. know, by their friend and cut from college. And that was more comical than it was anything else. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it 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 really exemplified some of the the things that we see every day. Like you said, just everyday black folk, just mm-hmm. everyday black folk. And we all don't live, you know, in the hood. We all don't live in the suburbs. We all we just trying to find our way and just trying to make something of ourselves and, and our families and stuff like that. And I think this show, hopefully, like you said, my and I never really thought about it till you said it this show was created prior to this whole movement of let's give, you know, let's promote black and let's give black people all of this stuff. And hopefully that wave continues. And it's not something that, you know, dies when, you know, the memories of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor die. Um, I I, I like the fact that, you know, it's about us and it's about empowering us. And um, it, 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 it feels good to, even though it was comedy, the reality of it, you turn the TV on and you see people that look like you, you mm-hmm. see people that share your experiences. You see people that know the same stuff that, you know, that listen to the same music that you listen to, that wear some of the clothes that you wear, that drive some of the cars that you drive and, you know, have same goal ambitions, same goals and ambitions that you did. So um, I thought it was a beautiful show. Like I said, it, it's something that I I know that I'm going to go back and listen, listen and watch. Um, I watched, I'm sorry, not watched. I actually listened to a podcast that was dedicated for insecure. It's called Insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to that podcast every single week. And I, I love listening to those ladies. Um, and I'm gonna miss it. I, I like I said, I would watch, I would watch each episode at least three times before mm-hmm. the next episode came on. So mm-hmm. I would, you know, because like I said, it'd be things that you'd miss and, and songs that you'd miss. So I'm definitely gonna miss it. Um, and I'm looking forward to, you know, what's com- what's next coming from Issa and, and everybody else, um, you know, that's, that was involved with the show because wherever they are, I'm, I'm going to support it. So, right. um, so yeah, it, it, that, that, uh, that's, that's just about wraps it up. Um, before we get out of here, Maya, you got to tell people where they can find you if you can be found. uh once again thanks for coming on uh like i said the next time we'll have the b on here as well uh shout out to the b uh we just didn't think that she knew much about insecure she watched insecure so she she she's excused from this class um but yeah tell folks where they can find you uh tell them about the podcast and everything well thanks again for having me kyle this was very enjoyable i always enjoy talking about insecure because it's one of the faves and you know that I love being on um, the 12 Kyle podcast. I appreciate it. Appreciate uh, it. <laughs> so as Kyle said in the beginning, I am one half of We Did That Shit podcast. And um, we can be found wherever podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, wherever you listen to your free podcast. If you pay for your podcast, you can find <laughs> us on there too. And we're at We Did That Shit Podcast um, on all of those platforms. On social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at We Did That Shit. 
podcast and you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter is my, my 13 as M Y M Y one three. Um, and my other co-host is Babi, and you can find her on Twitter at Babi Amina. That's B I B B I A M I N A. Um, yeah, and follow us. Our podcast uh, is been on hiatus for a while, just because uh, got to bring it back, Maya. Yeah, we are going to bring it back. I'm I'm finally ready to bring it back. We were on hiatus for some personal reasons, mm-hmm. um, but we are finally ready to okay. relaunch the podcast. But go back and listen to our um, old episodes. I think that they are funny and informative. They are. They they definitely are. You you. Trust me, you go, they're not, and they're not dated. So you can go back and listen to those podcasts. And I mean, like one of, I, I've said it before, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to them two coming back together. Uh, if for some reason they don't come back together, I'm gonna have them on this podcast. So I'm gonna eventually make them get back together. And they're gonna be on the 12 Kyle podcast like every, every six weeks. Right. Know, so, so we're gonna, we're gonna make them come out of, out of retirement. But, um, Again, want to thank everybody for checking out this episode. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the 12 Kyle podcast. You can find this podcast on all uh, pl- uh I'm getting tongue tied, all platforms um where you get your free podcast. Uh the podcast also will drop from time to time this year on Sundays at midnight, but the main podcast is gonna drop every Thursday at midnight without fail. Um, and also the YouTube channel. Um, some of you may be watching on YouTube now. Uh, make sure you check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash spell it out. T W E L V E K Y L E. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Once again, got to thank Maya for coming through. This is the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, uh, 12 Kyle uh, for my girl, Maya. Once again, I'm 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.